0: Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles, California. This is Michael Benner, your host, and happy to be with you, though it has been some time. And I miss it. I apologize, but I've been obsessed with the book. I say that every week, and uh, it's true. I have a (laughs) a whole new respect for anyone who has ever written a book, especially anyone who chose to do it well. What an ordeal. Anyway, it's called Fearless Intelligence. It'll be out in 2015. I'm looking at a couple of different publishers, though I may actually self-publish. It's all sort of negotiable, and it's exciting. There are so many wonderful self-publishing options or virtual publishing options, and so many books are going out through online purchases like Amazon anyway. I mean, is there a bookstore in your neighborhood? So the whole game is changing just like the music and record industry. Well, CD industry, I'm dating myself. So fearless intelligence, watch for it. We'll let you know and i'm sure it'll be out early in 2015. In the meantime, let's get busy with part number 2 of our six-part series feeling like yourself, the fly program. Last time i did this program was in the spring of 2012, and here we are almost november now of 2014. So i thought it'd be a good time to uh to repeat the program our first program, the last one we did was Fly Number One. That was all about self-love. If you've not yet heard that, I'd suggest you listen to that first. It's not mandatory to understanding or benefiting from this program, but it does have its order. So consider listening to Fly Number One, self-love, before you move into this program. We'll do about 20 minutes podcast to the world free of charge. And then the second half of the program will be the premium audio. We'll continue for a total of about 40 minutes and then add a program from our archive another 50 minutes. So in all, we'll have about an hour and a half for our premium subscribers. Now, the topic of the Second Fly program is... Healing childhood hurt. We say it's never too late to have a happy childhood. And besides being sort of uh, clever and provocative, it happens to be true. We can access the memory banks that are in your subconscious mind with deep relaxation and visualization in such a way that we actually rewire the brain. Now, the techniques that we're going to use today are really not that different from techniques I would use to deal with post-traumatic stress disorder, for example. Somebody who comes back from combat in war, or somebody who has been assaulted criminally, uh, someone who's been in a serious life-changing traffic accident, uh, someone who's suffered uh, grief and loss as a result of losing a partner or or dear friend or, or child or parent. These traumas impact the mind in such a way that we really have to use deep relaxation, visualization, and affirmation to reprogram the incident. Now, this particular program is going to focus not on PTSD or any of the other examples that I named, but instead on the kind of childhood trauma that we all suffered from. Because as idyllic as your childhood may have been, it also contains times that can be very, very lonely and frightening at the very least confusing, sometimes horrific and terrible. And those memories get locked in. They often are forgotten. They include false assumptions about ourselves that also can be forgotten. And yet, like a tape loop playing silently in the background below the threshold of conscious awareness they impact our lives in the present day so much so that the majority of our feelings when we're hurt or frustrated or upset in many cases are feelings left over from childhood that we've forgotten about where maybe 15 or 20% of the emotion you're expressing now is about something that's current. The other 80 or 85% quite likely is coming from childhood, something unresolved, something that never really was understood that you're unaware of. You forgot about it at the time and, uh, or shortly thereafter. And Even today, we're often unaware that so much of our hurt, our anger, our frustration, and and irritation is truly that old. Consequently, when we heal childhood hurt, and we don't have to visit every single occasion when you were traumatized as a little boy or a little girl. If you do it six or eight times, the technique you're going to learn today, at least the premium audio people will learn today. If you do it six or eight times for a different incident each time, it'll set up a chain reaction, a cumulative effect that'll ripple through your memory banks and heal a great deal of that childhood trauma, even though it may be coming from scores or hundreds of different incidents when you were really traumatized, really hurt, really frightened, and made some false assumptions about yourself, like not being any good, uh, not being smart enough or pretty enough or good enough to please mom and dad. Depends on how critical your parents really were and how much of that criticism you picked up and applied to yourself. Self loathing and self criticism is about the only thing that's worse than being criticized by other people. You know? <laughs> Somebody insults you and you may get defensive and fight back, but inside is there a part of you that's saying, Yeah, they're probably right. I, I probably am inadequate in that regard. And so unless and until we know ourselves better, it's hard to really fight back. You may create a show of being defensive and use various defense mechanisms to push back and to resist the hurt and the insult. But deep inside, if you're not sure, often we end up agreeing and feeling horrible, quite depressed. How much depression do you suppose comes from anxiety and what's often described as interdirected anger. Have you ever considered that sadness and depression, I don't mean chronic depression that goes on and on and on, but often very acute depression for as long as a couple of days. Often it's just anxiety and stress and tension, hurt, upset, that you direct at yourself, inner-directed anger. You, you get angry and frustrated, disappointed at yourself. And when you become angry at yourself, that can be experienced as real depression. You see? So, again, more reasons that we should understand ourselves and know ourselves, all the way back to childhood. Today, let's go back and rescue the child. I'm going to, before the podcast time elapses. We do the first 20 minutes or so podcast to the world for free. I'd like to give you a hint of what this is all about. All right. So if you just take a nice deep breath, and if this is a good time for you, close your eyes, settle back, get comfortable in a chair. And if you'd like to sit back and rest by sitting back on a chair or a sofa, you can. Or if you're on a pillow or sitting cross legged, just think of yourself as balanced and centered. Certainly not rigid, but balanced and relaxed. Bring your shoulders back and let your rib cage open up. Most people need to remind themselves to lift your chin a little bit to get that sense of being really nicely centered, right? and balanced. And then take two or three or even four nice, slow, deep breaths, inhaling through your nose slowly, hold for a beat as you peak, and then exhale just as slowly, going all the way out, all the way, and then pause for a beat before you inhale again. That little pause at either end might be a bit uncomfortable, but the idea is to slow yourself down, to realize there's no rush. (laughs) You know, a deep sea diver can learn to hold his or her breath for three and a half or four minutes. So you can add a 1001 to your exhalation before you inhale. And as you peak, just a beat, 1,001, before you begin to exhale, ah. And create and sense the feeling throughout your body of relaxation. As you allow your breathing to find its natural and normal rhythm now, create and sense that relaxed feeling in your body. As if everything in your life is really okay. Make it up or <laughs> pretend if you need to. What if everything were just fine, spectacular even, right? And there was no place else you needed to be and nothing else that you really should be doing right now. You've got six or eight minutes to do this exercise. Feel that letting go in your body softening, like butter on a warm day. And then visualize, in your mind's eye, a beautiful place of perfect peace. A garden, a paradise, a wilderness area. It could be a cool, shady, forested place, or a sunny, warm meadow, a lonely beach... A mountaintop or a green valley with waterfalls and bubbly mountain streams. You dream it up. A place that to you feels like perfect peace. And find a place to sit. A grassy spot beneath a shade tree, perhaps, or next to a beautiful little lake or pond. And allowing my voice to guide you. Hear birds singing. The feeling you're making it up, that's exactly the right feeling. And listen for the sounds of the wind in the tops of the tallest trees. You can even smell the fragrances of this beautiful place. Notice the way the light dances down through the trees and reflects off the various shapes and forms and objects around you. Sitting upon the earth, or maybe a tree stump or a comfortable rock, you feel connected, you feel grounded and rooted to the earth. And imagine a book in your lap, a scrapbook about your life that's open about midway, and slowly you begin to turn pages from left to right, going toward the front of this scrapbook about your life. And as you move back into your childhood, near the very beginning of the book, you look for memories, of experiences when you were ashamed or embarrassed, humiliated or made to feel inadequate or guilty somehow. And of all the incidents that'll occur to you, several will pop up immediately, I'm sure. But don't be in too big a hurry to choose one, sort of give yourself the time it takes to see which one stands above the rest. For one of these occasions from childhood will attract your attention. Rather, suggesting to you that it's the most important place to begin, go to that memory of being hurt or ashamed Embarrassed or humiliated, then remind yourself how old you are when this happens to you. Where you are. And who's with you. Now the wonderful thing about this exercise is the adult that you have become, the person you are now, enters the scene at this point and comes up behind yourself as a child. You experience this as the child, and so you become aware of the adult you've become approaching you from behind and putting their hands on your shoulders. So as the child, you can draw upon the intelligence, the understanding, the experience, even the vocabulary of the adult you've become. Secondly, imagine that you have a remote control in your hand and you press the pause button, pointing it at the individual or the group of people who were involved in hurting you, shaming you, or humiliating you. Push the pause button and freeze frame this so that these people must listen to you. They cannot ignore you. They cannot move. They must listen to you. As you spend a few minutes expressing, out loud if you wish, but at the very least in your own mind, express the hurt. Tell them what happened. As the child, you hurt me. You may not know how much that frightened me. I was very angry at the time, but I couldn't tell you I was angry because I was afraid. Express your own feelings in your own words for the first time with the vocabulary you've gained as an adult. And then I want you to tell them what they could have done differently and how they could have behaved differently. If it was a parent, for example, a better way to discipline you, what you would have done if the situation had been reversed and how it could have been handled better. They have to listen to you. They must understand you because you press the pause button. They're listening. And then imagine the adult part of you steps out from behind you. And you move your awareness from child to adult... And you announce that you will forgive this person or this group. And forgiveness means letting go. And imagine plunging one or both hands right into your body and ripping out the hurt that you feel and throwing it on the ground in front of them. Repeatedly reach in like you're pulling food from the back of the refrigerator that you forgot about and is gone bad, pull those toxins, pull that poison, pull that old, old hurt out of you and throw it on the ground at their feet. As you say, I forgive you. I'm letting this go. I will not carry it another year, another month, not another hour. Am I going to carry this hurt? It's really not mine. I've been carrying it since childhood because as a child I didn't know any better and I blamed myself when really I was just a child I forgive you and toss the remote control aside and take your child by the hand the two of you the adult you've become and the child who experienced the hurt. Take them by the hand and go back to your beautiful place of perfect peace next to the little stream or the pond in the sunny meadow or cool forested place. Give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're proud to be the adult they've become. And tell them that you'll never abandon them and never leave them again. And as you hold them and hug them, bring them into your heart. Feel the merging. And tell yourself you're going to take a slow, deep breath and then open your eyes. Feeling fine, wide awake, alert, refreshed, and much better than before. As you inhale... And exhaling now, open your eyes, wide awake, alert, rested, refreshed, better than before. That's it for the podcast, people. If you're a premium listener, stay tuned. We're going to talk more about this process and how you can repeat it and expand upon it and heal that childhood hurt. Plus, we'll have a program from... The Focused Passion Archives so, Podcast people, thanks for listening. And remember, we're available not only through the iTunes store, but Stitcher as well. Stitcher.com. Check out the new Play Later feature as well. And thanks for tuning in to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from LA.